Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. How many people want to be healthy, strong, and live a long life and so full of energy? Raise your hand up. How many people want to look good all the time? Look young all the time. Those who don't raise hand, you don't care? I care. I want to look young. I want to be strong. The Lord spoke to me that he gave us the key. I and Pastor Da tried to take vitamin D. We take calcium. We take vitamin B complex and some herbal medicine off and on. Vitamin C too, so that we will have strong immune to fight with COVID. Because we know that our food may not be enough. We try to eat balanced food. We try to rest enough, sleep well. That is for the physical level. Yes, we need to take care of this temple of God. But God gives us two things in our life. I'm gonna keep mentioning about this until it really sinks into your heart. I have been a Christian for 40 years now, and I have learned that God gives us the medicine. God give us the way in the spiritual realm so that we will be healthy, strong, energetic, full of good memory, good eyesight. God wants us to be healthy and strong until the last day, maybe 120 years old, maybe 140 years old, who knows. So we want to live in a strong body and strong mind and strong spirit, healthy spirit to the end. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, verses 1 to 2, My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you prosperity. One of the things that we need to do is to really get into the Word of God, read the Bible, listen to good teaching, and feed your spirit with the Word of God on a regular basis because it will prolong your life. And that is my experience. Since I am in the Word, I rarely get sick. God give me good health. The sickness I used to suffer from got healed by the Word of God. Another thing that we need to do, and that's why our church loves the presence of God, love to lay hand, love to see the Holy Spirit touch people. It's in Romans chapter 8, verse 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies. This talk about two things. Now on earth, our mortal bodies, we receive the vitamin, the strength, the energy from the Holy Spirit, and also at the end, if we die before Jesus comes back second time, the Holy Spirit will raise our body from the dead and give us a new body. But now, He gives life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. This is the reason why, pass aloud, go banana for the Holy Spirit. Because I know the Holy Spirit will really energize you and give you life and make you younger and healthy and strong. Everyone say the word. Word. Everyone say the Holy Spirit. Spirit. The church will welcome the 
Word and the Holy Spirit 1,000%. Amen. Hallelujah. Today, the teaching might be difficult to eat this spiritual food. And actually, I preach to myself, and it's not easy to do. But we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. And I preach this to myself. I don't condemn anybody. I'm not attacking anybody. We want to continue the series of the teaching called Learning to Truly Love. I think I taught maybe five or four lessons already. I don't remember. But I would like to continue. We're going to have maybe at least 50, 60 lessons in this series. So now number five or number six, something like that. First John chapter 4, verses 7 to 11. Dear friend, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God. Because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us, so we also ought to love God one another. This teaching talking about the Christian life that is to love. Definitely, you can apply this to your marriage, husband and wife. You can apply this principle to your relationship with your children, your co-workers at work, or the friend in the classroom, or to even the stranger. The Bible says that love comes from God. We experience the love of God. The reason I have been so on fire for God all these years because I realized that Jesus paid the price for me. He suffered for me. He died for me. He saved this sinful man. I was a very sinful man. I was very arrogant and very wicked before I came to know Jesus Christ. But he loved me. He paid the price for me. He saved me. He gave me a good job. He gave me a wonderful wife. He is so good to me. And I love him back, and I want his love to come into my heart so that I can love him, and I can love other people. So Christian life is a life of love because God is love, and it's so important that the church needs to teach you how to love, truly love. And this is one of the series that we produce in this church, learning through truly love. What is the topic today? The title of this sermon is Love is not irritable. Love is not irritable. Proverbs chapter 16. I'm going to read many scriptures because I believe that the word of God is the medicine. I need to read scripture. I don't just preach, 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 preach. I need to read the word. Proverbs chapter 16 verse 32. He who is slow to anger or irritable, to be irritable, is better than the mighty. And he who rules his spirit than he who captures a city. When you walk in love, you can control yourself. And it's very hard for you to be offended or to offend other people. And also it's hard for you to be mad at people because the love of God controls your heart. You will be very quick to forgive. How many of you, you ask this question yourself, how easily do you get irritated? and frustrated, and offended by the things around you. Are you easily irritable? Are you easily offended? 
Some people live by this motto. It says, never pass up an opportunity to get upset with your spouse. So when something wrong happens in the house, they quickly take a full advantage of being mad, yelling at, expressing how hurt and how frustrated they are to their spouse. That is not the way of love. We as Christians, we should walk by love. What does it mean to be irritable? It means to be near a sharp knife, the tip of the knife. And next is that the knife will poke into you. uh, I don't want to poke myself. The knife will poke into you. That's how you feel when you are irritable. I'm mad at this. I, I don't like this at all. People who are irritable and don't yield to love are loaded with negative feelings, negative thoughts, and ready to react to the situation. It's like poking. Somebody poke on that person. Love will be the shield to stop that knife from hitting you. When you walk in love and you face pressure in life, you don't turn sour. You don't get upset. You still smile. Minor problems in your life will not cause you to have major reaction. You still calm and smile because you love. Look at Jesus' life. Jesus never get mad. You notice that? He's so calm when the Pharisee attacked him, when the uh, religious people talk bad about him. He's still calm and he hooked up to the Holy Spirit and gave the words of wisdom. He was very calm because he is a God of love. He was able to control himself. The truth is, love does not easily get angry or hurt. Despite bad situation happen, yes, God has his holy anger when people sin. But he did not retaliate or he did not react. He could control himself. A loving husband will remain calm and patient and showing mercy to his wife and restrain his anger. I need to learn that myself too. I need to restrain my anger when something happened in my house. A loving wife also will not overly sensitive and cranky, but exercise emotional self-control. A loving wife is like a flower among the thorns. And they respond to the situation pleasantly despite the pricky, prickly situation around them. They are so self-controlled. This is why it's so important that we need to learn about love and fill with the love of God. I know it's not easy to do, but we can grow in it. We can grow in the love of God. Every year, we should be more and more self-controlled, less irritable, less easily angered, and we can be nice and be like a flower in the house. Amen? If you're walking under the influence of the love of God, you will be a joy, not a jerk. 
You will be like a calming breeze, like in Hawaii. I love to go to Hawaii, Oahu, Waikiki Beach, because that's why I go two times a year. Because I feel the calming breeze from the ocean. People who walk in love will bring good breeze to people, but not a big storm that can come anytime. You stand in your house and suddenly storm come. Ooh, wow! He get mad at me. I say he, so that the woman here will not think I attack woman. He gets mad at me. He yells. <laughs> Why do people become irritable? The Bible says that there are at least two key reasons that contribute to being irritable. Number one, stress. Stress weighs you down, drains your energy, weakens your health and your immune system, increases your blood pressure, and you're gonna get sick. Stress also invites you to be cranky and short temper. Why people face stress? There are many reasons. It can be brought by relational causes like argument, bitterness, division, disagreement. There are also excessive causes of stress: overworking, like pass allow, overplaying, like overspending, can cause you to be stressful. There are also deficiency causes or lack: not getting enough rest or sleep, not getting enough nutrition. Not getting enough exercise. Often we inflict or put on all this problem on ourselves. That's the problem. We don't know how to control, and we get into a stressful situation. You need to understand this. Life is a marathon. It's not a quick run, or it's not like a sprint. Keep running so fast. Life need balance. Need some priority. And we need to learn how to pace ourselves. Some people throw away caution into the wind, and they start to run full steam for what they think that is good for their life. They just go on full steam, keep running and going after money, going after position, promotion, and for even ministry, like a pastor like me. You go full stream, but soon and very soon, we are grasping for air. Oh, I'm so tired. I'm burned out. I'm exhausted. Oh, I think I need to have a break. I cannot go on like this anymore. And the stress go up and up, and we start to lose our patience, and that destroy our relationship with our spouse, with our children, with our coworkers, and our boss because we keep running instead of being like a marathon runner. Just keep going, little by little, led by the Holy Spirit, and don't go too fast. My brother and sister, the Bible teaches many principles how to avoid unhealthy stress. For example, the Bible says that let the love of God guide our relationships, so that we will not be caught up in unnecessary anger and frustration. Colossians chapter 3, 12 to 14. Every day when I wake up and I see Pastor Da, 
I was thinking, I loved you. You are the gift from God to me. Before I walk into the church, I say, I'm going to see my brother and sister here. I love them. I let love guide me. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourself with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's fault. People make mistakes. I make mistakes. You make mistakes. We allow people to make some mistakes. Forgive them. And forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, after you put all those clothes, what is the outside clothes, the last one? Clothe yourself with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. Every day, before you get out of the house, not only put the lipstick on, put the mascara on, or something on your eyebrow here, put your clothes on before you leave your house, or before even your husband wake up, clothe yourself with the love of God. Amen? That's what I try to do. Every morning, when I wake up, I look at Pastor Da. Wow, I'm so blessed to marry you. I loved you. I clothed myself with love. Not only that, to decrease the stress in your life, we need to pray instead of trying to fix the problem ourselves. Instead of trying to be a hero and fixing and tackling every problem in life. We just give it to God. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 to 7 say, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guide your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Pray. Anytime you have problem, instead of letting the problem load on you, you just give to God. God, you take care of this for me. I trust you. Tell me what to do. I'm not going to be worried. I'm gonna, not going to be stressful. Not only that, another way to reduce stress is to do the principle of delegation. We need to delegate. Don't put everything on yourself. Maybe you can call your daughter. Could you please wash the dish there? Help me. I'm cleaning up right now the kitchen. So help me. Delegate the work. Exodus chapter 18, 17 to 23. So Moses' father-in-law said to him, Moses was really full of stress at that time. The thing that you do is not good. Both you and these people who are with you will surely wear yourself out. For this thing is too much for you. You are not able to perform it by yourself. Listen now to my voice. I will give you counsel and God will be with you. Stand before God for the people so that you may bring the difficulties to God and you shall teach them the statutes and the laws and show them the way in which they must walk and the work they must do. Moreover, you shall select delegation from all the people, able men, such as fear God, 
men of truth, hating covetousness and place such over them to be rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties and rulers of tens and let them judge the people at all times. Then it will be that every great matter they shall bring to you, but every small matter they themselves shall judge. So it will be easier for you for they will bear the burden with you. If you do this thing, and God so commands you, then you will be able to endure, and all these people will also go to their place in peace. Everyone say, delegation. delegation. Everyone say, prayer. prayer. Everyone say, guided by love. Not only those principles, another principle in the Bible to avoid the stress, is to stay away from overindulgence. Doing something too much. Proverbs chapter 25 verse 16. Do you like honey? Don't eat too much. Don't eat too much. If you eat too much, you can be sick. Don't play too much. Don't spend too much. Don't use your credit card too much. Be balanced. Amen. I understand now why God say in the Bible about observing the Sabbath. God tell us to observe the Sabbath. In the Old Testament, they observe Sabbath on Saturday. But now we use Sunday because the day of resurrection of Jesus Christ. God say, you have a day that you can seek me, worship me, listen to me, and come into my presence. In that day, you will be recharged. You will be re-energize. You will receive new wisdom, anointing, strength, power, direction when you come to worship me and when you listen to the word of God on Sunday. You will refocus. God wants us to observe the Sabbath, to have a day for God so that we can rest in the Lord. In other words, when I was in Thailand, I grew up in a Chinese family style, Chinese. I look Chinese. Some people think that I'm Japanese. No, I'm not Japanese. I'm Chinese by blood because my dad was born in China. I remember when I was young, all those Chinese people in Thailand, they work seven days a week from 8 to 10 p.m. They don't look happy at all. They saved so much money, but they got sick and the family break down. They don't have a Sabbath day. We need to have a Sabbath day. I want to compare the Sabbath day like this. Seven days, okay? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Some of you may work Saturday. Your Sabbath day may not be really Sunday. For me, Sunday is not my Sabbath day. My Sabbath day either Saturday or Monday. But unfortunately, yesterday I was so busy, so tired, because I have a lot of people in my house yesterday in the evening until 10 p.m. So tomorrow I'm going to rest and seek God. What happened? Each week, seven days, you put a margin between next week, you put breathing room that you can, uh, you put a break between the seven days. You put the extra space there. Boom, 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 boom. Stop and have a day to really seek God. Extra space. A cushion between busyness and next busyness of life. This is why it's okay to take some time to rest and sleep. It's good to take some vacation because you need a break in order to avoid 
too much stress. Amen? What is the second reason for being irritable? The first one, stress. Many reasons of stress, and the Bible gives us the key to avoid stress. And stress makes us irritable and very frustrated and angry all the time. The second reason, which is bigger than the first one, is selfishness. May you see the picture of selfishness, two pictures there. Selfishness. Another one. When we are irritable, the heart of the problem is the problem of the heart. Matthew 12, 34 to 35. Brood of vipers, how can you being evil speaking good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. The Bible says that guard your heart with all your in all diligence because the heart is a wellspring of life. We need to guard our heart. Some of us, our hearts are like lemons. When the pressure of life squeeze on our heart, the result is a sour response. Some of us have the heart like peaches. And when the pressure is on our life, the result is sweet. So what should we do? This is the answer from God. Thank God. I'm so thankful I become a Christian because I don't need to do all these things myself. I can depend on God. Romans chapter 5 verses 3 to 5. And again, this is another reason I love to pray for the Holy Spirit to touch people, to lay hand on people, so that the Spirit of God will impart love into their heart. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us, because God, this is a sentence I want to emphasize. God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. As Christians, we should be hungry for the touch of the Spirit. Fill with the Spirit. Yield to the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit because the Spirit of God will fill our heart with love and that will get rid of selfishness from our heart. Love and selfishness are opposite. Being easily irritable and anger is a sign and symptoms of selfishness and insecurity. When a patient comes to me and say, Doctor, I don't know why in the past six months I could not walk well. I stumble. I have a hard time walking. And my short-term memory is bad. Now I could not even remember what kind of food I eat during breakfast. And not only that, I have incontinence. The medical word called incontinence, you cannot control your urination. When I heard those symptoms, I say, Mr. So-and-so, I would like to honor a CAT scan of your brain. Because a symptom outside that you show up 
indicate that you have too much water in your brain. We'll call hydrocephalus. Normal pressure hydrocephalus. Symptoms are the outward things that people feel and see. But there is a reason behind those symptoms. The reason behind being irritable and easily angered is selfishness inside the heart. You need to understand that selfishness wear many masks. This mask is not enough. Wear another mask. I got this from Venice, Italy. So let's look at the mass of selfishness outside. When you look at people's life and look at your own life, you know that all these problems come from selfishness. Number one, lust. What does it mean, lust? Lust means you decide something that you should not get involved with. It's not for you. It is forbidden to get that. You decide something because you are ungrateful for what you have. You burn with passion to get something that is forbidden to you. And when you cannot get it, what happens? You get frustrated and you get angry and irritable. James chapter 4, verses 1 to 3. I'm going to read from New Living Translation. What is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Yelling at each other, fighting. Don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? You want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you cannot get it. So you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. Lust is one of the mass of selfishness. I want, I want, I want, I want. But love is opposite. Love, God, I loved you. I want other people to be blessed. I want to see other people successful. I'm so happy that he married a good woman. Wow, thank God. I'm happy she married a good man. I'm so thankful. I'm happy for your success. I'm happy for what you receive from God. That is love. Love gives. Love rejoices when other people receive the blessing from God. Amen? The second mass is bitterness. Bitterness is the action of responding to a situation with judgmental attitude. When you have bitterness, <laughs> you judge people. I don't like that. Why do they do this to me? Oh, I don't like the way he talked to me. You judgmental. And what happened? you begin to be very irritable and unthankful. Look at that eyes. Mm. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. We need to get rid of bitterness. Love other people. 
Think about other people in a positive way. Don't have the magnifying glass looking for faults and wrong things in people's life. Look at the good things of people's life. Then you will not be bitter. Amen? Are we all struggling about this? Oh yeah, I struggle too. Sometimes I see people weaknesses, mistake. I feel like, oh, annoy me. But I have to stop and say, no, I'm going to look at the good things of that person so that I will not be bitter. I will not get mad at that person. Amen? Another one. Greed for more. Greed for more money and possessions. Greed will make you frustrated. Will make you very irritable. Because your desires may not be fulfilled right away. And then you start to react. Greed is also a form or a mass of selfishness. First Timothy 6, 9 to 10. I notice some of you don't smile at all. You listen to this sermon and you pass a loud. Are you attacking me? First Timothy chapter 6, verses 9 to 10. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and harmful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with Many sorrows. Please get rid of greed. Love of money. When you love money and you don't get what you want, you start to get mad. You get frustrated. Greed, bitterness, lust, all form of selfishness. Amen. Pride is another mass of selfishness. Oh, I'm so great. Oh, you step on my toes. You really offend my ego. And my reputation. I'm going to act harshly to you. I'm going to yell at you. To let you know. Don't touch my ego. Don't touch my reputation. Pride. Make you irritable. Be humble. Always look at other people better than you. Always praise God for other people. Successful life. And blessing. Don't hold a pride inside you. And when you are prideful. You will be afraid of embarrassment. And you will overreact to the situation all the time. My brothers and sisters, let's make a decision that we're going to walk in love. We're going to yield to the Holy Spirit. I like what the Apostle Paul said. I no longer live. I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. The life that I live now, I live for the Son of God who loved me. So in other words, everywhere you go, you are dead. You die. It's not me anymore. It's not Pass aloud. It's not my reputation. It's not about me. I am dead. But who live in this body, pass aloud is dead. The Lord Jesus Christ. The Spirit of God live in me. So I yield. I am dead. And let the Spirit of God reveal himself through me. Manifest himself through me. What he going to manifest? He going to manifest kindness, mercy, Love, generosity, caring. Can we live like that? Should we live that way? Everyone say, I am dead. I no longer live. Why not everyone say that? Why some of you just... 
Everyone say, I am dead. I no longer live. Jesus live in me. I have been crucified with Christ. Every time you think about yourself, selfishness is going to rise up. Every time you think about me, me, I, my, me, you're going to be bitter, offended easily. You're going to get mad, irritable, frustrated because it's all about me. You make me frustrated. No, dead. Not you anymore. Jesus live in you. When you walk in love, love will calm you down. You quit focusing on yourself and you let go of unnecessary things in your life. What a big deal. Let it go. Is that right? Love forgives instead of holding a grudge. Love makes you become grateful instead of being greedy. Love makes you be content rather than rushing for more things. More, 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 more. Love encourages us to be happy when we see other people become successful instead of being jealous of that person. Love would say, I like my dad to share inheritance with all of my siblings. Instead of saying, no, give it to me only. My brother would not get that inheritance. Love reminds you to prioritize your family, your wife, your kids, instead of sacrificing them for your promotion. Love will help you to have more joy and more faith And the joy and faith in your life will really energize you and help you to help other people. Love always wins and have victory. This teaching is to remind you to walk in love and to recognize the two problems in your life, stress and selfishness. Avoid the stress. Take time with God, pray, read the Bible, and walk in love. Don't run too fast, hold back, and take some time. Seek God what to do. Don't use your own flesh to run the race. You go by the Holy Spirit. And not only that, get rid of selfishness. Me, my, I, gone. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Actually, Yesterday, Pastor Da told me that Saturday night we're going to have a party for a group of people. And he said, what? I need to read my sermon. I need to teach people in Arizona from 6 to 7.30 p.m. I have a full day. Morning, teach another group of people here and pray meeting. My flesh say, I have the right to rest. Why you set up a party? And this party, people who came, I don't even know. They are not the members of this church. They go to other church, and some of them are non-believers, and some of them go to the church around. They don't even come to my church. Why I have to open my house? So my flesh start to rise up. Ah, I start to get a little bit irritable. But then God say, ah, love, give. You don't know the way of the wind. You bless them. That's okay. I give you this house so that you can use this house to bless even the non-members. Members of other church, that's okay. Bless them. So I calm down and say, okay. I'm going to walk in love. When they show up, 
Not really open the house. She spent money to buy flowers, spent money to do a lot of things. And I said, what? My brothers and sisters, we all face this, believe me. But we make a decision to love, to be the blessing. Amen? And then we will not get irritable. We will not get angry, short-tempered, and overreacting. We just stay calm and give the situation to God. Amen? Everyone say, love. love. Who gives you love? God. Through whom? Jesus. Through the Holy Spirit. Amen? How many people are going to put this teaching into practice? This is a short teaching, but very painful to some of you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Everyone say, love is not irritable, short-tempered, easily anchored. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Don't be irritable toward your children. Stay calm. Talk to them nicely. Amen? Amen. Oh, there's some reaction around here. <laughs> Don't be irritable toward your husband, toward your wife. Stay calm. Amen? Every time you feel there's something coming and you feel like your fuse is going to be broken and you remind yourself, I am dead. I'm dead, I'm dead, I'm dead, I'm dead. <laughs> I'm dead, I'm dead. Mm. Mm. One, two, three, four, five. I'm dead. Stay away from the knife. <laughs> Father, we thank you, Lord, for teaching us how to truly love according to the scriptures. Lord, we admit we are all imperfect. We make mistakes. We sometimes blow up, get angry, yell, throw things in the house and stumble our legs and get mad and speak harsh words to our kids and to our spouse, Lord, to our friend. Lord, forgive us. We are human beings. We have the nature of Adam in our flesh. Therefore, we make mistakes. Sometimes, Lord, we lack self-control and we are selfish and we don't have the wisdom how to pace ourselves to run the marathon, the race that you have for us. And we get stressed out and give up. Lord, help us by the Holy Spirit to learn how to rest, not to overwork, overplay, overspend, overeat. Lord, help us to be balanced, to have priority in life. 
May the Holy Spirit remove selfishness, self-centeredness, and pour the love of God into our heart. Lord Jesus, you are our example. You gave up your life. You laid down your life. You did not think about yourself. You come to serve. You watch the feet of your disciples. Lord. You are the best example to us, Lord, and we want to be like you. Fill us, Lord, with your Holy Spirit. Train us to die to self. To say no to me, my I, and say yes to God, and love our neighbors, Lord. And we believe, as we walk in love, your favor, your blessing, your power, your peace, your wisdom, your victory, your breakthrough will overtake us. Will run after us. Oh Lord, you say when your people obey your commandments. The blessing shall overtake them, and your commandment is to love our God with all our heart, with all our strength, and love our neighbors as ourselves, Lord. Our neighbor, including our wife and our husband, and our children, our leader and friends in the church. Father, may what we learn be. The reality in our life, Lord, from now on, we all gonna be calm, not irritable. We're gonna be a joy, not a jerk. We're gonna be the calming breeze, not a storm. In every place we go, Lord, we thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. Hallelujah. I would like to ask: If you're not sure yet that Jesus is your personal God, maybe you have come to church with your dad and mom for years, and Jesus never been your real God. I want to encourage you to really invite Jesus into your life, and He will become your personal God. Not the God of your parents, not the God of your friend, the God of your wife, or the God of your husband anymore. You have relationship with God directly. If you like to do that, I would like to lead you to prayer. It's between you and God. Pray with me, Father. I give my life to you, Lord Jesus. You are my Savior and my Lord. Come into my life from today on. I develop my relationship with you. You forgive me of my sin. You heal my sickness. You remove the curse from my life. You give me life, super abundant life, and eternal life. Lord Jesus. You are the only God in my life. No other gods. Thank you, Lord. Help me, Lord, to know you more. In Jesus' name, 
เอเมน Thank you Lord Jesus Hallelujah Thank you Lord Jesus Hallelujah Thank you Jesus How many people need more love Thank you Lord Jesus Bless the name of the Lord Why don't we stand up and we're going to pray and ask God to fill our heart with His love by His Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Look up to God. Ask the Lord to fill your heart with His love. Thank you, Jesus. If you know how to speak in tongue, why don't you start to pray in tongues? Let's stir the Holy Spirit on the inside of you right now. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.